we are live. Well, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, would you like to tell people who you are? Introduce yourself, please. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Shane Rabani, and I am a stand-up comedian. Well, uh, thank <laughs> you for coming all the way here. Um, this is uh, our humble place of business. I know um, you got a little bit lost on the way here. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but that's okay. Sometimes people can't find parking, or they'll like go to the front door, and they're like, is this even the right place? Because there's an abandoned building like that fell apart across the street. Okay. So they're like... We don't know where we're at. And I'm like, no, nope, that's, 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 that's right. me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Stand still. I'll come and, come and get you. I have to give Rich Reagan a piggyback ride inside the other night. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a real good time. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for coming. Um, I know that you, um, you're really funny, and you've, uh, you've been kind of getting, getting yourself around as far as uh, stage time and getting a lot of more – You've been getting booked a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I see you posting Thank all the time. You. <laughs> you're traveling. You're. Uh, yeah. What are some cool gigs that you've done recently, or some some opportunities that you were really um, proud of having? Yeah. Um, recently, let's see. I. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have to wait. Let me think. Okay. Recently, I've. Um, so I was just in Chicago. That's dope. And that was a lot of fun. I did like a show out there, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, and I've been doing like some, some more funny bone stuff and, yeah. um, I just did a contest at Go Bananas and that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I did yeah, that congratulations. too. Yeah. yeah you moved on yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll see you there. I'll see you at the finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, congratulate no, me just yet. yet Cause you know, yet. <laughs> we yeah. might go against each other. <laughs> no, but just working at, I mean, just, just, I think, um, being at Go Bananas, which is like, you know, for people who don't know, it's a club and it's so well suited for comedy. Yes. And it is just a fun place to be. It's one of the best places I've ever performed. Like, even when I was just an amateur and I was really uh, getting my feet wet, they give you so much room to play around and yeah. to, like, tag your own stuff. And, to like, the they laugh with you almost no matter what. And once you get to a good level where you're a nice joke writer and you know how to really punch something up, yeah. um, they give it to you hard. And you're like, oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. They're so close. It's intimate. Um, yeah. The low ceilings. Yeah give you the reverb it's it's one of the best rooms i've ever done and I, I haven't really traveled that far outside the midwest to do comedy so i'm sure there's some cool places across the country or sure. the, the world but for me like that's definitely one of the pinnacles so yeah so moving on and having that great set that night I'm, i I bet just the same as you it felt yeah. so good how was your set it was good it was great yeah, I had, it was amazing. i yeah i it was it was really good i got thrown on to the uh the pro-am so i got to do an extra two minutes so i really got to loosen up and half a, shout out to Dwayne Duke. He didn't show up that night, and they were like, "Johnny, do you want to do the pro am and be on the the end of the show?" And rather, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." You know, I was like, "That's a great opportunity." And uh, so I I was really excited. There was some tough competition. I mean, there was some, you know, some like working comics that I had to go up against that night, yeah. and it was fun. Good for you. Congratulations, really. That's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people. I mean, I think like when it comes to contests and stuff, it's easy to like to get caught up in the competitiveness of it. But at the end of the day, like you're just there to have a good time. That's it. You know, like I think it, I just, I try to remind myself sometimes, like we're just here to have fun. If you win, that's amazing. But it's also just, you got to perform on a really cool stage. Yeah. In an amazing crowd. How many like, people get to say they did that? Honestly, it's a small group of people. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a blessing for sure. Yeah. It's a cool opportunity to have. Definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah, go bananas and shit. Shout out all those guys. I can't wait to go back down there in July, right? It's, it's July. Coming, it's coming yeah, up, right? It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. I haven't got the, the email or the dates yet. Obviously, they're probably still yeah. 
tallying all that up. But. Have you ever done Wiley's fireworks competition? Yeah, I did it. Okay. Like that was my second show I ever did. I'd ever done on stage was Wiley's fireworks competition. So I did Sunday comics like four and a half years ago. And then they were like, Karen was like, Hey, you're all right. And I was like, no, I'm not. I can't believe she said that, but you know, I had decent stage presence, but I didn't have jokes at that time. She was like, you should do fireworks. And I was like, all right. So I just signed up and I did terrible, you know, okay. in retrospect, really bad. And then, so I, uh, I missed one. So I've done three of them and I haven't, I've never um, advanced or anything like that. Okay. I don't think I was ready at that time. Really? Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I had to really like, I, still trying to find myself, but like as a comic, but I think I got some better, better jokes now where like I can start sending out some tapes and doing some festivals and more, more contests and stuff too. Isn't that interesting? Um, I was talking to someone about this the other day where like sometimes you can put yourself in an opportunity that you're not quite ready for and it can actually hurt you. Yeah. Even though like you think like, Oh, I'm ready for this and I can do this and, and you go and you do it. And then it's actually like not the best thing to do. Like it's important. I think as a comedian and anyone in any field it's to be really honest with yourself like am I ready for this what am I ready for and to take the opportunity if you feel I mean sometimes you have to take things that you're not ready for so that you to help you grow but if it's like too big of a step sometimes I think it can be a little bit um like not good maybe it could be like (laughs) like career shattering honestly yeah and I mean it could take you a few years to kind of recover from bombing in front of your heroes yeah you never know (laughs) you never know what it could be emotionally you're it's gonna take you five years but you know (laughs) as far as your career goes two or three years and like oh she's getting better yeah they give you some credit but you're like I know you know yeah you'll never forget yes yes (laughs) a bombing in front of someone you respect is like September 11th you know he's yeah yeah it's (laughs) Sure. I mean, I feel like it's not. <laughs> well, you never the forget. Same, but like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I try to forget the bombing. Not yeah. Forget about the bombing the, of the planes on stage. No, 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 <laughs> bombing on stage. Okay. I try to forget. Sure. When, when after it happens, it's like, oof. I mean, you learn from it. But wait, I will say on the other end of that is sometimes you take opportunities that you're not sure you're quite ready, ready for, and then you do it, and then you crush it, and you're like, yeah, like you. Sometimes I think you got to be a little bit. You got to believe in yourself. You know. Yes. Yeah, that's true. It's good. I get imposter syndrome sometimes, like when I'm in the studio and stuff, or like when I get big opportunities, I'm like, do they know who I am? <laughs> Did they get the right email? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to talk myself out of that. And as I get older and as like some of my friends' careers are like soaring past me, I'm like, okay, I should probably take this more serious. Yeah, more seriously and not. Because yeah. it is playtime. It's like you were saying earlier, like the point is to have fun. You can get fucking caught up in that too. Yeah, for sure. Like too much fun. And too much not fun. Taking it seriously. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a victim of that. I won't say a victim, but I'm, gu- I'm guilty. Yeah. I'm very guilty of having way too much fun. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think in life and everything, me personally, I believe that um, it's all about finding the middle way of everything you do, right? Like there, yeah, you got to take comedy. I take it really seriously, and sometimes I remember I'm like, oh shoot, this is all about the point of this is to have fun. Yeah. But then, sure, you can find yourself on the other end. Like, uh-oh, I'm having too much fun. I got to This so is a it, business. It's going back and forth until you find that middle ground where it's like, I'm taking this seriously and I'm having fun. Yeah. And that's when I think success happens for you is when you're just you're doing it, you know, all the right ways. Yes. But it's yeah. a lot of doing it the wrong way until you find out what the right way is for you. That's the preparation side of it, right? It's like that. Yeah. that's the preparation. And then um, sometimes the opportunities come early, but... Uh, when you're really prepped and they come and then you know you got it and then it, it really feels good. I'm not even yeah. there yet, but I just feel like I could just, yes. I'm manifesting those things. Yes. I'm sure you are too as a 
as a stand-up and as a, you know, creator. They say, what is it? I think they say the definition of success is when preparation meets opportunity. Yes. So it's when you do get that really big opportunity, but you, you're already prepared because you've been working your little butt off mm-hmm. and, or, you know, like, and it comes and you're like, I'm ready for this. I, I can do this. I know I can because I've been working really hard. And then that's when, yeah, because it's a little bit of luck and a ton of hard work. Yeah. And until you get that opportunity or that whatever that door opens for you, you got to be ready to take it. You definitely have to be ready to take it. Yeah, yeah. it could be daunting sometimes in the yeah. process too because you have to be a, like you're still living your everyday life and like working a normal life and stuff. And then, yeah, boom, one day it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's funny because people will be like, oh, yeah, like an overnight success. And it's like people, I don't think nobody, I mean, people don't realize how much goes in into being successful in yeah. anything, I think. At anything. It's, it takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. It's like they heard about you last night, and that's yeah. about as far <laughs> as that saying goes, you know? <laughs> You're like, dude, I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And yes. then as you grow, you also need to have, like, infrastructure and people that you can count on and other people yeah. that are investing in you. And it's like that stuff takes time, too, and those people have to believe in you. So you, I think once you believe in yourself, you know, other people kind of get the knack to kind of go yeah. along with it. And yeah. I think, like you were saying, the imposter syndrome, too. I think once you start to really believe in yourself, there is no imposter syndrome because you're like, oh, like, I've got this. Yeah. And once you start doing that really hard work, there is no imposter syndrome because you know how hard you're working and, and you know that you believe in yourself. So, like, imposter syndrome, I feel like, comes from a feeling of, like, what do other people think about this? Sure. Or, like, what do other people feel? But at some point, you got to realize that, no one else matters but you and not in like a selfish way but i believe i think that there's too much comparing that happens in this industry it's like oh that guy's getting booked more than me oh that guy is doing this more than me or that woman is getting booked you know like i think it's it's reminding yourself that like the only person you're competing with is the person that performed last night yes. it's you you know yes. like your own you you compete with yourself every morning versus what's he doing and and what's he's doing it's just what you know just it's staying in your own lane and just moving forward because I think it's so easy, and I'm guilty of this as well. Like, it's easy to get caught up in what are other people doing? Like, am I doing this right? Like, yeah. and it's it's day by day, just letting go a little bit of that, so that you can just like propel forward and not worry about. It, it's so much easier said than done. I'm not obviously. No. I'm just telling you, this is a journey that I have gone on, and I'm going on currently. Is just working on not comparing myself to other people, just comparing myself to the the me that I was yesterday. Yes, I love that. Yeah, just. Am I booking more shows? Than I, am I creating more opportunities? Am I on top of my writing? Yeah, it's just challenging yourself. It's just like, I feel the same way. For me, right, lately, it's been like uh, getting back into fitness. Like I've been just working out a little bit here and there. And I took a few months off because I've been so busy. I've been like inundated with tasks from every angle of my life. And I had to drop something. So I just dropped working out. And it was a few months ago. And now I feel like shit. And sometimes I'm not confident. And like, so... So now that I've been back on that and I'm like, I'm doing something for myself again, um, I'm definitely, I think it's definitely putting me back on the right track. And yeah, it's, it's something different for everybody, I think. But you have to, you have to find discipline, right? Oh, for sure. At some point in your, yeah. in your life. And uh, if you can, if you can kind of find the discipline, then I think all that, um, all the success kind of has to measure up to your own inner discipline. And then once you get there, right, you're kind of like at the next level. Yeah. Absolutely. Discipline. And, and what I hear you saying is like you allowed the one thing to fall off was something that was like physical and like helped you like 
Like, you can't be a good comedian if you're not taking care. I mean, you can. You can, but There's some fat fucks that are super funny. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> I mean, asshole. like, more, it's more of a taking care of yourself yeah. more than it is going to the gym. Like, right. it's, I look at it like it's, it's balance and discipline, right? It's almost like you're driving a car and each one of the wheels represents something else in your life, whether it's your children and your relationship and your family. One wheel is your career, like your physical career. You're getting on stage, you're doing your podcasting, you're writing jokes. The other one can maybe be like your mental health and like, you know, how you're dealing with, with your brain. And this the is other my exact is, model. I must be parked outside. I think we all, we all have these wheels, you know, and it's, yeah. it's making sure that each one has the right amount of, t- of air so that you can just cruise through. Because if, if you're putting on, if you have way more air into your career and you're letting your relationships fall apart, then it's the car's not going to drive well. That's such a great analogy. And life like will sometimes be like the dashboard, and it will show you like, ding, ding, ding. Guess what? You need to spend yeah. some more. Put a couple pounds of pressure in your family. You better put a couple pounds of pressure into your friendships. Yes. You haven't wrote Justin in a while. You haven't talked to Shana in months. You, you yeah. better say hi. Better wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, it, yeah. life will send you little yeah. reminders, and I think that's that's a great analogy. That's cool that you say that. Yes, it's like a warning. It's like, hey, by the way, your yeah. uh, your air is low. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, better change it. that oil. Yes. For me, it was also the gym. I stopped, you know, like, I. it was really easy to blame the pandemic for sure. me. It was like, oh, it's it's COVID. What I, I mean, like, people sure. aren't working out. But, like, no. I mean, for me, it was absolutely just, like, I'm going to just write every day, and I'm going to get on stage every day. And it's like, oh, shoot. I also have to take care of me. Like, yeah. that's, you know, very important. Do you know what I've been doing? I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so I drive, uh, I do, like, um, like, lawn care and, like, fertilization and, like, pesticides. So I drive a truck with like a trailer behind me and uh, I just get inside the trailer and I've been doing uh, 50 to 100 pushups every day. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> for you. Work week. That's so, a lot. So, uh, sometimes I'll be, it's really hot though. I'll be on like the back of the trailer. So I'm almost certain that someone's caught me in a ring doorbell cam or something by now, <laughs> like doing pushups push-up. in their driveway <laughs> at like eight in the morning. <laughs> I can't do them all. I'll do sets. I'll do like 15 or 20 at throughout once. the day. Yeah. 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 And then I'll just jump back in the truck and keep working and just kind of like try to keep that momentum but I, I don't have time to go to the gym and like yeah. with gas and everything but yeah calisthenics you could do something you could do sit-ups or crunches or something there's got to be something you know that you can do and there's always something you yeah can yeah, do. yeah, yeah. And it's so easy mind to, it. to say that you don't have time for it's sure so easy to yeah and i'm a victim i mean you know i i absolutely this is not these are just i mean this is me saying what i try to do yeah and what i'm working on doing but it doesn't always work you know sometimes there's a lot more air in one tire and you're like what's going on (laughs) of course the wrong tire (laughs) you're like is that a spinner yeah the fuck one of your tires (laughs) what's going on it's like got a glow stick in it this is great it's a dice uh the other one's a donut and you're like okay (laughs) like a literal donut sure It's an actual cream-filled donut. It's not even the right shape. I don't know how we've been getting from place to place. No, but yeah. So it's absolutely, I think it's it's a game. And I, I don't think we ever figure out the right answer. I think it's just we continue going until yeah. we find what's right for us. Man, that's a fun thing about life, but also the like kind of like the weird underlying question is like, what what is right? What are we here for? You know, you can get caught up in that too. Um, but a cool saying I've been kind of telling people lately uh, that I heard I think Bob Proctor actually is I'm going to quote Bob Proctor I'm not sure if it's the guy who owns Proctor and Gamble but the guy who wrote the, the book The Secret Bob okay. Proctor yeah The Secret so he said everyone's life is like a, a sand timer and we get to watch it kind of fall down and we get to even see we get to see other people's t- uh, time just kind of tick away but what no one can see is like the top of the timer so you never really know right like how much uh, sand you have 
Um, but like the journey is what's important. It's just like watching the sand and just being in the moment. And if we can be okay with that, no matter what level of life we are, I think that's, that's what happiness is. Wow. I absolutely, yeah, that's, I, I do a lot of meditating and, and what I'm learning is like how important it is to just be in the moment. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, with comedy, like I think it's so easy. People say like, oh, you have to stop and smell the roses. And I never really understood that saying until recently because like you have to be happy today and right now for what you have versus like, oh, like I want to be a headliner and I want to be like, yeah, you, you can want all those things. But remember that like right now you're happy. This is amazing. Like it's so cool that you're, like we're comedians. You yeah. know, sometimes I just remind myself like I'm literally living a dream of mine and this is so amazing and I'm so grateful for this moment. And even this, right? Like, this is so cool. We could yeah. just sit here and talk to each other on microphones. How like, crazy is That's this? amazing. Yeah. You, like, do this, you what, know? What's funny is I heard uh, Bill Burr. I watched Hot Ones yesterday and uh, his edition when he was on there. Yeah. And, uh, and sh- uh, the guy, Sean, asked Bill. He was like, so why are podcasts so long? He's like, comedians in particular uploading one to even four hour long conversations sometimes. And Bill was like, it's just we're fucking lazy. (laughs) He's like, we don't want to edit it. And I was like, that's so true. I was like, that rings true. I'm with it. I also think it takes a while because when you first sit down for a podcast, there's cameras, there's microphone, and you're not quite like comfortable yet. Sure. And then I think like 30 minutes in or 20 minutes in, you kind of forget that these things are here. And that's when like you you really start like talking. I think it takes a while, you know, like to, to get to that. That good conversation. It takes a while sometimes. to get get warmed up to any other human when you're, you know, yeah. but even especially when you have the cameras and the lights mm-hmm. on you, I will, I, I will wholeheartedly agree with you that it's a little bit nerve wracking at first and you got to loosen up and be like, okay, this is my friend and we're just having fun yeah. and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But I'm think, glad you came. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This We've be been trying. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to come. Yeah. And you almost came a few months ago back yeah. when I first started uh, working here. Oh, yeah, but I think a few times. Were you going to come to my house in the beginning also? I think it was your house at first. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then a couple months ago. And I'm actually glad that we, like, you know, it's been, it's, that we finally made it happen. Yeah, so this is you. a this is a better level for you to, to come yeah, hang out in my living cool. room. I had like, no idea. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I, I'm still surprised. Every time I come in here, I'm like, all right, am I at the right house? This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris is like, no, buddy, you, this is you. He's like, let's do this. And I'm like, let's, next level, man. He's a great yeah. guy. I'm super blessed. I uh, got a lot of great people in my life. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a good time right now. It's a good time. I get to look at my fucking janky teeth every day. Oh my gosh. People keep taking, <laughs> people keep taking shits on my teeth. And I'm like, listen, that's a hand drawing. Okay. So this is like an actual replica of my teeth. Someone drew this by hand. Yeah. My friend Cody hand drew this on um, Photoshop with an Apple pencil on oh, his iPad. Okay. Okay, I have a friend who recently drew one of me, and that's how they do it then. It's with an Apple pencil? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. They just, you, I just sent him a photo. Uh, Andrew Dench did some headshots for me, and I just sent him one of, one of my favorite ones. And I was like, can you redo this so we can do like some stickers and some merch? I haven't really decided what we're going to do yet, but I think buttons of that would look fucking cool too. With the neck Oh, you have some merch? Yeah. yeah. Some podcast merch? I'm going to get some podcast merch yeah, out. That's yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to send some stuff out to the people who subscribe to me on Patreon and stuff too. I think that's important. And I'm also giving everyone for the first year, it doesn't matter if you sign up for the $3 tier or the 5 or the $10, I'm going to give everybody early access for like the first year until I build up, you know, that, that following and that revenue on there. And then I think I'm going to go ahead and start doing a separate piece of media just for those people. Um, also, and then also probably cut those tiers off to where 
um, like I appreciate like the, the smaller donation every month would be great, but I would still give them something for supporting me. But like, I obviously want to give people who are paying like 10 bucks a month, something premium that they can watch Yeah. that nobody else gets just get a piece of my life. So yeah, that's where I'm going. Basically creating my own reality TV show <laughs> in no, a that, weird kind of way. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, the production. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what we're doing anyway. And stand up right we're selling ourselves like yeah. it's, it's us that people are buying into it's yeah. not necessarily it's you it's, it doesn't matter if it's a podcast or a book that you wrote or a tv show that you're on or a podcast that you're a guest on i think people just want to see you yeah that's what social media is in general and like short forms you know and then all you have to do is kind of cut that stuff down send it throughout social media and then i think it will resonate and the people who there's a bunch of other assholes out there who are going to love me you yeah, know, for sure. I just haven't been out on the mainstream wire yet. I'm yes. still in Ohio. I'm still a little gym here floating around the Midwest, yeah. but to, I'm, I'm grinding my teeth. I want to get good at comedy, you know, before I go to LA or New York, I want to, yeah. I want to be undeniably funny. Like, of course, you know, I have some bad sets every now and then, but who doesn't, but I don't know. But there's also this thing in the back of my mind. that's like, why not now? Like if you're going to jump and jump and there's, there's like that one really famous saying, like, I don't know what it is, but it's somewhere along the tune of like. You know, the time is now. There's no time like tomorrow or now or something like that. I don't know. I just, there's no time like the present. There's no time maybe. like the present or yeah. something along those yeah. lines. And I'm like, okay, so I have this internal battle where maybe I should just go, but am I ready? And, yeah. you know. I think, I think I'm kind of in a similar um, place. I think that there is like this, for me at least, there's this feeling of, yeah, like, you, again, you want to be ready before you do something, but also, if you wait for the perfect moment, that moment's never going to happen. Like, I think yes. you have to make that perfect moment. To manifest it right. and be uncomfortable sometimes. Or just do it. Yeah, yeah. And and you do. You have to be. It's so crazy how, like, as a kid, uh, as an adult, up until two years ago, I avoided anything that made me uncomfortable. I never wanted to be uncomfortable. And these past two and a half years of my life have been, like, the most amazing years of my life, but also the most uncomfortable. Like, yes. that's where growth comes. you got to be uncomfortable. Everything you do, like you have to, if you just stay comfortable your whole life, you're, you're just going to stay content, you know, yeah. you're going to stay satisfactory and that's not living. I mean, maybe for somebody, you know, it's comfortable. Koala bears. Yeah. <laughs> they don't evolve. They only eat one thing. They only eat eucalyptus. <laughs> this is the one animal who hasn't evolved in like 10,000 years. Wow. But they're so cute. <laughs> I know, but no one wants to be a koala. Nobody wants, yeah. No one's ever like my, like, what are they called? Like totem? No, like my, my spirit animal yeah. is a koala bear. Do you, like, ever, uh. do you ever meet a dude with a koala tattoo on his <laughs> neck? That's a tough guy thing. Usually they're lions yeah, or yeah. cheetahs. Right. Or, I don't know. Elephant. No, not an elephant. It's like no evolution here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> stay comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Stay comfortable <laughs> with a That's couch. A just a fucking... <laughs> but comfortable is spelled with a K, like koala. Exactly. Okay. Oh, that's fire. <laughs> that's a great tag right there. Yep. Tune it up. Type this up, Justin. Make a note. That's a clip. Uh, oh, man. Stay comfortable. Yeah, stay comfortable. But yeah, then nothing comes from that, of course. And trust me, I mean, I enjoy being comfortable. I think yeah. we all do. And then sometimes it's like that, that dashboard light comes on and it's like, whoa, we've been being a little too comfortable mm -hmm. here. Yeah. It's time to get back in the gym. Time to turn you know? the AC down. Yeah, you know, open, maybe open the windows a little yeah. bit and get a different uh, perspective, if you yeah, will. Yeah, for sure. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. Okay. Yeah, a, a different perspective. A different perspective because you're like you're feeling the AC and you're relieved, but also 
turn that off and roll down the windows, you can also be relieved from nature or just in a different way. You still get that same thing going. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Just changes your perspective. You're saying change, like almost like changing the temperature gives you a different mindset. Sure. It's like just changing your environment a little bit. Yeah. I took that. I thought you meant like turn off the AC. It's going to get hot. You're going to be sweating and that's going to be uncomfortable. Sure. That is when you're going to, yeah, like start to, I don't know do great things because you're uncomfortable it's like i gotta get out of here i gotta you <laughs> I know i can't here. be here anymore <laughs> i'm not comfortable like a, i'm sorry i just i just made you like a baby in a back seat in this metaphor for some reason <laughs> let's get you out of there and roll the windows down like the let's get her some water that's stuck in the car yes yeah dude I, man that's terrible a lot of people uh a lot of people do that though a lot of yeah, people leave their people pets and their kids their kids people leave their kids in the car i never heard that on the news i mean like not like normally i mean there's like one no that happens all the time i get so scared of shit like that because i have kids so i'm always like you can't have your ipads when you're in the shower like on the charger and shit because i think like what if it like a toaster like what if it slips in you have like this long six foot charger that i bought you and i basically killed you oh my gosh wait your daughters they want to take their ipads in the shower sometimes they'll like when they're in the bath they'll they'll put them up on their stand on the toilet and like watch them and i'm like you can't charge them when you're in there yeah basically so how old are your daughters uh six and eight six and eight yes wow good ages they're awesome they're the coolest thing in my life honestly like so fun my son's amazing too he's five um He's like just getting to the point where he's like really becoming a human and kind of getting his brain turned on. But the the girls are like full on conversation. Like they're like, they're more mature than me sometimes. I think. <laughs> well, I bet they are. They're always giving me advice <laughs> <laughs> on my comedy, <laughs> how my <Aww>. hair looks. <laughs> Daddy, you need to get in the gym. <laughs> advice they're it's being terrible mean they're really bullied the shit out of me <laughs> yeah, they're homeschooled bullying. so they don't have anyone to bully so i have, I have to take the butt of it i do this for my uh, family gosh. who's homeschooling them uh, uh their mother their mom yes okay. she's yeah and she's great because they're like smarter than both of us i'm pretty sure maybe not than her she's smart um, but you have five six and eight yes wow it's it's great yeah it's a lot of material though like they yeah. give me so much to yeah. talk about and to think about like all the time and sometimes not just like situationally sometimes like just like thinking differently oh for sure like a like a child's perspective can be very interesting uh to a room full of adults sometimes absolutely yeah and it's so cool i think being a parent one of the coolest things i'm not a parent i was a nanny my whole I, i nannied most of my life and was like around a lot of children and so i think that sounds weird i was but i was around like i was i worked with with kids and I think their innocence, the idea that, like, they've never seen the world before. So, like, when you see a kid, like, pick up something for the first time in their life, they're just, like, amazed by it. Yeah. And I feel like we can have, we have a lot of learning to do about that. Because, like, we should pick up everything like it's the first time, you know, we've ever seen it. Maybe yeah. Not, maybe not. But No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. That would... Yeah, that's a no. That's a great perspective to have on life whenever you're doing anything is just be observant and just be grateful, right? Because kids are grateful. They're like, oh, this is. Yes. The yes. Fuck? They're just like, oh, this is amazing. Great. They're in yeah. awe. Yeah. 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 Sometimes. You take them to Disney World and they're just like, <gasps> Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, oh, this isn't magical. Like. Well, unless you're like wasted. Unless yeah, you're like on martinis <laughs> yeah, at yeah, Disney yeah, World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, know what I mean? Or you take some edibles. Yeah. You're like, this is the best place ever. <laughs> yeah. That's it's funny. Right. We're actually going to Disney World in October for Boo Fest. So. You are? Yeah. I'm taking my kids this What's year. What's Boo Fest? It's, like scary? It's, it's like a week long, like, it's like a Halloween thing where okay. they trick or treat in the park with like characters and everything. Aww. What are your, do they, your kids know what they're going to be for Halloween? No, we haven't decided yet. They're 
they're trying to figure i'm gonna let them kind of pick out what we're all gonna be and stuff but they're they're wanting like disney characters and yeah so whatever they decide i don't know we haven't really picked it out yet but yeah we're gonna be down there for uh for a week like Aww. it's gonna be great yeah they're gonna have fun i'm excited dude yeah, it's probably cool like like again that same thing like seeing stuff through your kids eyes is probably such a cool feeling Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be vlogging. So I'm gonna be like, you're gonna be vlogging. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be like sneaking off and smoking weed and like posting it for the people who watch the podcast. Like, that, you guys that's see only this? for your Patreon for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. You hear that? You hear what you'll get with me? This is high quality production, high value. I tell you, doesn't get much better than eating edibles in a men's restroom at a fucking Disney World. Oh my God. <laughs> Disney World's going to be, like, looking for you. I know, dude. Your kids are going to be standing there by themselves. Like, where's your dad? Yeah. He's in the bathroom. Where? Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's been in that Porter John for two hours. Porter John. I think they have real bathrooms. I know, but I went to the border. I, was, I just went to the construction site. <laughs> There's, like, real bathrooms. So it wasn't you even a line. I was like, I haven't... You just wanted to have a longer walk. Sure. You wanted the edible to kick in by the time you got back. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to pretend like I was in the middle of the desert and not at Disneyland spending $20,000. Yeah, I get it. It's, really <laughs> yeah. it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm sure your Disneyland. kids do give you a lot of material. I think, like, that's the point of, as a comedian, I think, like, when you do big life things, at least you get, like, material out of it. It's the know? only reason I agreed to go. That's <laughs> the only reason I'm just you kidding. I'm just kidding. You're like, if this is going to cost me thousands of dollars, I better get at least 20 minutes of material out of this. <laughs> if I don't have a 10-minute bit by the end of by September 1st, I'm leaving my family or at, you're at staying, Disney World. You're never leaving Disney no, World. Yeah, that, like, we're staying here until I think of something yeah, funny. They, they live in the Tower of Terror now. That's what, <laughs> That's it's it. just Rapunzel's. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter's hair gets really long. <laughs> yeah, right. it, if we don't cut their hair and they live in that tower for months, it will actually. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because you're never going to get the material. Yeah, so like, like you guys want to be real Disney princesses remember when sleeping beauty <laughs> you're the parent that leaves your kids in the car aren't you <laughs> with the windows cracked though i'm not gonna leave the windows up it's 92 oh degrees my gosh. oh man yeah. i'm excited to hear the 10 minute bit this is, yeah me too <laughs> and you guys we all heard it here first you have a witness you have multiple witnesses yeah th oh, no i can't wait uh it's gonna be fun i haven't been to i'm a big dude so like i love theme parks and like fun like that but like every time i go roller coasters kick my ass because i'm so uh, tall yeah so they like beat the shit out of yeah. me you're like you're a lot you're like five two so five, one. <laughs> yeah five one yeah well five one and three quarters if i'm wearing shoes Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no one's counting. <laughs> I'm not counting. No, no. <laughs> I think I grew. Like, she came in here with stiletto yeah. platform shoes on to try to compensate for her. I'm five two. She almost <laughs> fell off the stage. Are you five two really? No, no. I mean, with shoes, I think I'm definitely five two. Five two, depending yeah. on which convenience store you're walking out of. <laughs> yeah, depending on After like the, the Chuck E. Cheese, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> steak and Shake has that too. Dude, why does Steak and Shake? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I actually noticed. I yeah, I noticed it one time when I was a kid. I remember I was like, "What is that?" And it's definitely for when people rob it, right? Yeah, that's what it's for. I guess, or they're like, "No, nah, you got to be this tall to eat this fucking yeah. milkshake." <laughs> Well, because I've always, sign been, a waiver too. I've always been really short. So like, I, I don't like things that you have to like, so I remember like going into Chuck E. Cheese and seeing something. I'm like, oh God, like, am I not tall enough? Like yeah. I was never tall enough for roller coasters as a little kid. Oh man. I was tall, like, you know, so. I'm like too tall for stuff. 
They're like, you can't. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, you. Everyone's looking. I'm like, how tall are you? I'm six four, almost oh six gosh. five, okay. like six four and a quarter or okay. something like that. Yeah. See who's counting, who's Johnny. Counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not me. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. I can't really hide. I've never been good at hide and seek. Um, I'm actually scared of heights, despite how tall I am. You're scared of heights, so you like, don't like roller coasters. I'm not like scared of heights, but like I do get a little bit. I do get a little bit nervous, um, like looking down over. I think that's called scared of heights. I think. Okay. I think that's what that is. I'm not sure. I'm good on planes and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Like if there's a if there's something underneath me and I'm safe, I'm not like panicky or anything. But I've definitely had like some some nervous experiences like being in really high places yeah. and i don't i don't know maybe because i'm clumsy and i'm fucking i know like you're gonna fall it's cl- yeah it could yeah. happen mm-hmm. you know um yeah i'm a lot to hit the ground <laughs> yeah. imagine that yeah <laughs> It'd be terrible it would be i think too as we get older I, I don't remember being scared of heights as a little kid and i went to cedar point last year or two years ago maybe and for the first time ever i was like nervous and I still had fun, but I think now my brain like knows like science. Holy shit! And like I know that like uh, this really isn't that safe. Yeah, I, you know, it's I'm weird logical that, now. It's weird that you said when you said the phrase when I was a little kid. I think I just figured out why I'm scared of heights. <laughs> uh oh, what happened? Okay, so when I was four years old, I was climbing my neighbor's treehouse, and the fucking kid pushed me out of the treehouse, <gasps> and I broke my arm. Oh my! He Pushed you? Pushed me out of the treehouse and I broke my arm. I was actually trying to climb up in and he like. Was it Justin? No, he like oh, okay. kicked me off. We didn't know each other. That, we didn't meet oh, until okay. uh, ninth grade, I think. Are you still friends with him? No, I don't know. I'm oh not friends with gosh. him. It was actually, what's funny is my mom ended up adopting the girl. Her name was Tabitha. So she, my mom like raised the chick, but the it was like her brothers. So it's like someone that I know um, that I like. Chick. I don't know him anymore. My sister, Tabitha. She was like, my mom adopted. My mom adopted uh, that kid's a sister because like their parents had a lot of things going on or whatever and they couldn't really take care of them so my mom ended up we moved away but we adopted her um but yeah it was that kid so it was her brother his name is spencer fuck you spencer um broke my fucking arm <laughs> pushed so me he's like kind of like family to you nah i don't really know him like that oh okay no nah, i mean we were just he neighbors pushed you out of anger i don't really know because i was like four years old but he was probably like eight or ten he was quite a bit older than me he was a bigger kid but i was like kind of like the baby of all the kids in the neighborhood and i was like kind of like a brat and you know i wasn't i probably wasn't a good kid i i uh but yeah in retrospect i just remember looking over the edge and then i remember getting like a nudge and then the next thing you know i'm in the hospital and i like broke my arm at four? That was four. You remember it? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. When you wow. said, when I was a child, I like went back in my mind's eye and I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Hello, when I was it. a child, I fell out of a tree. That's probably why I get nervous around edges. Oh my God. It's so weird. I'm that high. <laughs> That's <just> scared <laughs> That's of trees. I'm scared of trees too. <laughs> and my last name is Woods. It's terrifying. Oh my God. Every time I get introduced to go on stage, I have like, a panic flashback. attack. I'm like, not the four woods. Years old. Right. Oh my god! You're like is Spencer here. <laughs> yeah, is, is Spencer on the stage? <laughs> no, Johnny. <It's laughs> I think oh that guy god, could be sad. dead. I don't know. Isn't that wild though? You have one bad experience in a tree as a kid, and now you're like screwed up for life. You Locked know? Me like, up, dude. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Well, thank you for helping me work out my yeah. inner fears. <laughs> <laughs> my inner child is. Is so thankful that you came here You're today. Real yeah. Well, we're gonna see. I'm gonna climb Disney the, World. I'm gonna climb the tree out back here when we leave. When we see leave. if Spencer's up there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll vlog it, and only your Patreon subscribers can I have see to it. Vlog it. Oh, okay. Someone, 
Someone called me a half hour ago. It might have been our next guest. Let me just double check. How long have we been going, Justin? Okay, we did get started a little bit late. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm normally, I'm not like a typically a late person. I like to be on time. Oh, yeah, he's here. Um, uh, yeah, let me give him a call here. Um, well, do you want to give your social media before we get out of here? I yeah. don't mean to interrupt you. No, and, it's fine. But, yeah, we did get started a little bit or, uh, a little yeah. bit late, but this is so fun. I hope you come back yeah, and, and do this again sometime. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, my Instagram handle is at I go by Shana. S-H-A-E-N-A. I go by. Um, it looks like it says Igby, but it's I go by. Okay. Um, and then my Twitter is at Shana Comedy. But, you know, maybe when you post the, the thing, we can just tag me in them. But, yeah, thank you so yes, much, Johnny. Just come right and in Justin, right there. Thank you. Thank you. You guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, thank you, Shana, for coming. Justin, I appreciate you for being behind the camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but this was, this was really fun. You guys, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, make sure you follow me on Patreon in case I'm deplatformed here. Um, uh, <laughs> everyone always laughs when I say that, but just in case guys, thanks so <laughs> yeah. much. Peace out. Thank you, Johnny.